Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Let's go! Another edition of the uh, what's it called? There you go. What are, we, what are we figuring out? Canada's favorite son. That's who you are. Go ahead. Return on the TV. Get your power bar. You just got done working out. You're all swole. You, I'll let you get situated. I'm gonna introduce the podcast right now. So figure out your TV. We're uh, you know, the, <laughs> before Ricky gets in, let me just paint behind the scenes. He just got done working out. He might be a retired athlete, but this dude is swole right now. He's not one of those guys getting fat like the TV people, myself included, uh, who get all extra, you know, pudgy. He's eating a power bar. He's got a MLB Central on. You're all ready to go. You just got done working out, right? Just say yeah, yes. Yeah, just got yeah. done. Yeah, you just got done. He literally... I don't know about being swole, though, man. Yeah, you're swole. Right? No. You, you get comfortable here. Let me paint the picture for the people. Welcome to another edition of the Let's Go Ricky Bro podcast. And today, no guests. We had one lined up, but he had a better reason to, uh, than doing our podcast. He had to play golf at a fancy country club. And when you get invited to a country club, you got to go. Now, if he would have said, I got golf at whatever, eh, then that guy goes on the list. And believe me, people, we got a list of people that have stiffed us that are on a list and they're not <laughs> coming back. It doesn't matter. Like if you get, look, 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 look. we uh, get Ricky's friends on. And to coordinate my schedule, because I got a bunch of jobs, Ricky's schedule, because he's got baby Ithor uh, running around the house, and Sebastian's got to get picked up, and a lovely wife, and like eight different homes, uh, to coordinate all that, and with the guest and their schedule, it's hard. So we plan these, you know, a month and a head of time, like, you know, we know we're going to San Diego, we know maybe even a Tijuana trip. So the guest that we had today said, hey guys, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in for two weeks, I'll be in town. They're like, hey, can we push it to another date? Like, no, we can't. It's like, well, I'm playing golf. We're like, you know, as uh, people who understand golf, go for it. We're at country club. Yes, go exclusive one where it's really expensive and somebody else is paying. By all means, go do it. So we gave that guy a, a break. He'll be back on soon. But I told Rick, we gotta give the people content. We gotta give the people. Uh, a resource, an outlet, because the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. We are becoming your friend. We drive to work with you. We go on a run with you. We jump on a plane with you. People want to hear us, Ricky. And you're still eating your power bar, so continue to eat no, that. No. So I'll keep on talking. It's all good. People, so let me uh, let me give you this one. Uh, today, it's going to be a quick uh, podcast. It's kind of weird, though, man, because I feel like, yeah, we're, we're releasing one every week. 
one episode a week and it almost feels like people are like pushing for more and more and more i keep getting i'm um, kind of pushing for more and more and more like i i look and i'm like jesus like hold on like our like you said our schedules are pretty busy me with the two boys you you're running around all over la slash uh, <laughs> everywhere spring slash I'm doing- <laughs> you know uh, slash um temecula i'm actually uh on my way to chile as this episode is go. being released I'm there actually, you go now I'm, we're on my way to South, I'm taking my first ever adult vacation now we're talking ever like i've never gone on vacation hey it's the best man i i, I, I wouldn't know but yeah <laughs> i mean yeah i it, did it the, the first time i did it was uh i waited till 2012 this is when i had the rough year in toronto and cara and i um she was my girlfriend at the time i said let's book a trip to italy and I know that's where you're going in yeah. June with your son. And, man, I was blown away by the history of all of Italy or the places we visited. We went to Rome. We went to Florence. We went to Amalfi Coast. We went to Venice. Venice was my least favorite. You yeah, know, I'm that, not going That, that gondola ride. Is oh, you so, can do that at the Venetian in Vegas. It's so overrated for me. But but Rome, you're going to be blown away yeah. by it, man. I'm going it's, to the Coliseum. I'm going to hang out with the Pope. Uh, he listens to the podcast, uh, and then uh, Florence. We're gonna go. Pope Sanabia, yeah, Pope Sanabia, <laughs> he's ready to go. So uh, what we decided to do is like, like Rick, we got to keep people the content. So we we have a couple podcasts that are banked because in July, oh no, actually in June, actually in three weeks, because uh, I'm going with my son. Uh, we're going to Paris, Florence, and Rome, and I'm actually going to try to go see the World, Women's World Cup, uh, see Argentina play Scotland, and then you're going to be in Canada working for the Vancouver. Uh, no, I'll be. Where are you going to be? The first week of June, I'll be doing um, a golf tournament with Robbie Alomar. Oh, that, sweet. Uh, um, Fergie Jenkins is going to be there. Fergie. I'll be hell, hell All right. Famer. So you're going back to Canada. So yeah. that's what we're doing today, people. So even we we don't have guests, instead of saying, no, we're not going to do it, I decided, you know what? We got to go. Even if it's just me and Ricky BSing, because uh, the comments that we're getting from people and the Neverett family telling us how much they love us and how they're planning a, a baseball trip around uh, because of the podcast that we talk about. But it feels like I want one, – one, it's fun for you and I just to catch up, basically bringing our group chat to life. And then two, it's um, just we want to give the content to let the people know that we're here for you. So, Rick, almost today we have a theme. Uh, I So uh, for those of you who don't know who I am, I cover sports in Los Angeles, been a longtime reporter, and one of the things that I've been dealing with has been the Lakers. I also co-host the LA Times podcast called Arrive Early, Leave Late, and <laughs> the front office what a drama. Shit show, man. <laughs> what a shit show. I'm almost like, I'm almost like, I was watching this stuff yesterday unfold, and I'm like, Magic what, Johnson, what is, going, what is going on? Like, and that's, this is not Laker tradition, you know? No, and go- that's what it is. Like, this is kind of the reason how we met is because Ricky was wearing a Kobe Bryant T-shirt when he was running sprints in Anaheim. Uh, it was early in the afternoon, and I'm looking. I'm like, who's this guy? Because whenever anybody's running sprints early, they usually got their team issued clothes. And I was like, what's that guy wearing? He's like, a Laker gear in right field. And sure enough, it was a Kobe shirt. I wouldn't talk to you. That's how we actually met. And then you be, you told me you're a Laker fan. I call the Lakers. We, so like that was the bond that we had. Like I was on uh, Tony Gwynn Jr.'s uh, radio show yesterday, and he and I text a lot. And he's like, "Yeah, forget it. Just come on my show and tell me what you're texting." I'm like, "Well, Tony, what I'm texting you, I can't really say on the air." But the Laker drama, the telenovela that it is, over and over and over. So I'm dealing with that. I get there. And in our group chat, like, okay, what's going on with these Lakers? What's going like? There's so much drama going on. 
So the Lakers have front office trauma. Julio Urias gets uh, detained by the Beverly Hills police for domestic violence charges. Uh, looks like it might get dropped, but regardless, he gets put into the seven-day suspension. Uh, more drama. You hear front office drama in other cities. Uh, there's just so many different things. So today's theme is how does a player deal with that? So you are in a front office. The people working in front offices, Ricky, are working their asses off. You know this, right? Yeah. As a player, do you notice what goes on? No. Like, if you're a Laker player right now, do you even care? <clears throat> I think you care to a certain extent, of course. Okay. I mean, the last thing you want is for negative attention to be put on your team um, okay. through the media. And I think that's what we're seeing. Obviously, Magic Johnson goes on TV blows up blows him up the gm the gm's like i don't know what he's talking about so it's almost like a he said she said and it's we're going back and forth and i think as a player it it's a little bit alarming for the lakers i feel like because it's so rich in tradition that i feel like you're trying to land big big time uh stars to come here and all of a sudden nobody wants to come here let me ask you this now as a player do you listen? Okay, everybody knows the Lakers. But I think because we're from LA, everybody's like, "Oh, the Lakers, Lakers, Lakers." Mm -hmm. But what if you're a kid from Atlanta? Do you even know what Laker tradition is? Because people were telling me this yesterday. I thought about it. See, I'm 40, and we're thinking, you know, Magic is my guy. James Worthy, you got a Worthy jersey up here. You know, that's our at the Showtime Lakers. Yeah. But if you're a kid who's 20 years old, you grew up watching LeBron. Yeah. Not Jordan. Not Magic. So it's LeBron, like that generation. Like you go to these alumni events in Toronto and kids that are young know you and JP, but do they know the Barfields, the Bells? Like, yeah, probably I, I not. mean, they should. You're you right. should know your history. I mean, and I don't know if we touched on this last episode, but a uh, little story. I mean, and it was funny. I go to Dodger Stadium to go say hi to some uh, ex-trainers who work for the Atlanta Braves now. And... Uh, one of the trainers is like, hey, one of the players here is from Canada and he overheard us saying that you're here and he wants to meet you. The pitcher he's a Braves pitcher now. He's a Braves pitcher now. And it turned out to be Mike Soroka. Legit? Le legit stud. And came up through, he grew up in Calgary, came up through the Blue Jays Academy, through the Robert, uh, TB12, as they call it. Uh, or I'm not TB12. That's Tom Brady, isn't it? Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> to through well no actually Toronto Blue Jays yeah. oh okay okay yeah yeah T, yeah I think it's TB twelve I want to say I'm not sure but it's through a, some kind of Blue Jays academy okay and he's like he comes up to me I meet him and he's really shy and I'm not very talkative either and I was like hey what's up man nice to meet you and then he looks at me he's like man I used to watch you when I was eleven years old <laughs> <laughs> how old did you feel old. <laughs> I'm like, I looked around kind of, and I and Marco and Ace were with me on the field, and I'm kind of like looking around, and I'm like, oh, shit. You know, like, damn, I just I just felt old. And it it was just funny to me, but you're right. I mean, the- Wait, so the, did you book him on the podcast? Yeah. Okay. He said he would come on, too. All right, all right we yeah, got him. Good kid, too, man. Okay. And honestly, it kind of makes you feel good, though, that you're like, wow, okay, while I was doing my thing on TV, these young kids were looking up to me, you know, as- as weird as that sounds, yeah. they, they were, you know, um, Canadian kids. And and I think that's pretty cool. And back to what you were saying, yeah, a lot of these young kids have grown up watching LeBron James, Kevin Durant. Um, they don't know much of the MJs and maybe a little bit of the Kobe, 
you know but maybe yeah yeah um but but, but yeah the I mean, outside noise do you as a player do you guys even care <sighs> i th- i mean it's lakers so yeah i think they should care okay <laughs> You know, and I'm not saying not knocking on any other organization, but I think it's just it's so prestigious, right? To wear yeah. that, that purple like, and gold. Yeah, that purple and gold uni that But does that even matter anymore? Because I would hope so, man. I mean I, I you know, I'm a little bit old school in the way. Yeah, that, you are. You think you, you wear that jersey, you put on that jersey and it, it should mean a lot to you uh-huh. because of the the guys who have represented the Lakers in the past. Oh, baby, yeah. I thought screaming. There you go. Okay, but there's certain organizations that are iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah, right there. There's certain iconic. ones. But at the same time, like, I, I I, can see where everybody should be like, you should take honor and pride in all this. But then if you go to an organization where you don't know who, what is up and down, like, do you even care? Like, I, I, I had this conversation with Tony Gwynn. He played one year when the McCourt drama was mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. And... Like, they didn't know if they were going to get paid. Of course, they're going to get paid, but they didn't know if the checks were going to clear because of mm-hmm. the courts, the drama that they had with the Dodger organization. Heck, if you're a Dodger employee, you know, Chaton who was dragging the field, yeah. you're wondering if you're going to get paid because it was so bad. And I remember going in their clubhouse, this is before they had renovated, and it's so small, and all the media's in there asking about the divorce, and a lot of the players are, I don't know, you guys are telling me information. Yeah. Do you guys really close yourself out yeah. to the world? Yeah, Some to, to that certain extent yeah when it comes to somebody's personal life i think you have to man i mean it's none of your business you know whatever's going on and uh because you're not like you you're, know you're I, hanging I, out with the owners um i know like touching on that a little bit i know a little bit the toronto blue jays are going through the whole um you know rebuild thing Re, let's we're we gonna rebuild the team and and you know we're gonna we're gonna struggle for a few years oh, they're Vlad, doing that. Oh. vladdy's are are gonna be our cornerstone but yet um you know we're not going to go out and spend a ton of money yet. So a lot of people are pissed off, you know, because they, you don't want to see a losing team uh-huh. in the city. And uh, But you also understand that the organization is probably trying to build the farm system again. And um, I think when, when the Blue Jays made those playoff runs a few years ago, a lot of the young prospects were traded away so to get those veterans to get those veterans yeah to get the tulos to get the david prices and to get all those guys so a lot of it it's not just yeah you want to win now i get it from the fan you you want to see a winner you don't want to go to the ballpark every day and see your team getting blown out so but you also have to understand that there's a process to it you know as cliche as it sounds trust the process it yeah. really is trust the you got to build from from the bottom up. do players talk about that like um if you're like look, right now they're showing uh who's that oh i was a canal they're showing another the team that's that's the that's, mets are just a, the, it's a, a fire mess right now but, but they have they have the big names and they're just not winning but do players care that the organization is rebuilding, or is it at, at some point do you just get to like, uh, dude, I, I got my contract, I got my money. No, I'm gonna be a professional, I'm gonna go do the job, but at the same time, I get it. So if they don't care about me, I don't care about them. Well, I think you come in, I mean, I think the Blue Jays pretty much came in knowing that it was gonna be a rebuilding type of year. So you know what you're signing up for? Yeah, I think so. And um, as a player, I think the best you can do is go out there and, and, and do your thing. I mean, when we traded away Doc Halliday in 2009, 2010 was a little bit of a rebuild year. and uh, um, But I didn't look at it like that. Uh, you know, the competitor in me 
Because you were think, young. It's thinking playoffs. What if you're a salty <laughs> vet, Ricky? Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's certain guys that are like just maybe they're maybe uh, they're like okay, I'm gonna play good enough to maybe get traded to a contending team. You know that that probably goes goes through your but mind too. I know you guys don't tell the media that, but do you guys talk about about it amongst yourselves? I mean, you don't have to say um, names, but like when you go to dinner, or, I mean, or is it is it just when you get out of the stadium, you guys just I mean, have a the, life. You definitely talk about it. I mean, there was a one year when we thought we could make a push, and we, I mean, we expressed our uh, emotions to uh, to the GM and to our manager at the time, and we were like, hey, we feel like. Maybe we're a move or two away. Hmm. Nothing ended up happening, but um, but that's what it was. And and it, it, I, I mean, we did it in a professional way. We didn't go and tell the media, "Hey, this needs to be done." No, we talked behind closed doors, and and that was it. And and we made it known, and it didn't happen. We, un- I mean, as a player, you say we understood, but no, you, we didn't understand because we're like, man, like we're, we're this close. We're right you know? there. We just need and one it, piece. It, it's just part of it. Like I said, there's. A, I'm sure there's. a it's not just calling a team up and saying, "Hey, we no. need such and such, and uh, we'll give you such and such." No, the the deal has to make sense for both That's parties. What, go back to what the Lakers issues are, and that were are, and they're going to get even worse. People were like, "Oh, this just happened." I'm like, no, 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 this did not just happen. Like this has been festering. They've been mm-hmm. working a couple of years together. If Magic saying that Rob Palinka was backstabbing him, I just don't like that man. I I don't, I don't yeah, like throwing somebody under the no. bus like that. And I have a lot of respect for Magic, and obviously he is. Yeah, Showtime Lakers. You know, he is a big part He's of like, it. I love the team, but this but is going on. It bro. almost seemed like he was trying to deflect blame from oh, him. Oh yeah, you know, it, it, and, and you're around it more than oh. I am. I just kind of, you're my insider. I kind of text you and tell, hey, what, what, what do we, what do we got? Some of the stuff I've been telling you for years. Yeah, it's starting no, to, come, it's starting to come out you now. Have, honestly, yeah, I remember when when Magic got hired. You weren't a big fan. It was just it, it, it and I'm not an analytics guy. But I saw the direction of how sports, where sports are going, and all sports, you got to have these uber smart kids that who have math degrees, or Farhan, or whatever it is, guys who are three steps ahead, um, and and it's not the ones that are super analytical and they don't have personalities, but people who who can find you. A Damian Lillard in Portland who went to Weber State. The guys that can find you in baseball, like the fifteenth rounder mm-hmm. who can make something out of it. Like yeah. anybody can go and find the blue chip guy. It's mm-hmm. those guys that are glue guys that are keep on going and grind you. Like a lot of guys that have been on our podcast. I mean, how much has uh, how much heat have they taken for trading away D'Angelo Russell? Exactly, yeah. or Julius Randle. But in, in all sports, you got to have those front offices where these guys just lock themselves in. And I know some people would be like, no, no, you got, it's no longer, if you have the technology, it's no longer, oh, my gut and my feel is there. <laughs> yeah. And I know baseball guy and pitchers are like, I don't like the rap soto, but hey, you don't have to use it. But if the technology is there to help you well, out. I, th- I think, I think it's like when we had Brandon Morrow and yeah. he, he explained it to us a little bit about the rap soto and stuff. He's like, is it helpful? Yeah. Is it there? Yeah. Do I look at it? Yeah. I mean, if it's going to help me maybe add another mile or two to my fastball. Then it makes sense. But, but, but when you're putting all your all, exactly. energy into it, you got to have the balance. Wrong, That's what know? I was saying. You got to have that front office that provides you those details and let go from there. Yeah, and, like and, I don't think, you know, I don't think for me knowing the just competing against a guy for a, for a few years, John Lester, he wouldn't strike me as a guy that's in there watching rap soda. No, no, because he's pitched the way he's pitched yeah. for 10 plus years in the big league. So to him, it's like, 
what the fuck is this? Yeah, it, you, uh, we can it goes back and forth. But then you, it, hear, but, but, you hear, but then you hear Justin Verlander, yeah, going to Houston and it helped them. They they found a little thing to whatever he was doing to one of his pitches, and now he's one of the, be- the best pitcher in the American League. Yeah, and know? with so, the Lakers, it was more of like you have guys uh, Palinka who was used to be a G, uh, agent who nobody liked because he was doing shady deals, and you're bringing him in, and then you have Magic who's like, hey, I'm Magic, and it's like. The charm doesn't work anymore. Like yeah. the, those deals, that's like the '80s kind of version of thinking of well, hey, I this think is going to do it. And I you got to have those people who are just. I, I I'm not saying I'm a nerd a proponent. What's up, Marco? But like yeah. you got to have the people who are willing to provide you that information, but and it, then find some way to balance it, it with somebody who knows what's going and on. And it almost seems like, but the Lakers don't have that. When you read like when you send me that article on the LA Times yesterday, and I read it, and it's like. It's Genie, it's Palenka, it's Magic, it's Kurt Rambis, it's his Kurt yeah. Rambis's wife, and then yeah. it's another analytical guy, and and it's just so many names. Like, uh huh. Whatever happened to just the GM and the president, and that's it. Like, you know, we're gonna make these moves whether you like it or not, and we're gonna stick to it and go forward. I don't this know. is where I wanted to go with this. We found a long <laughs> way, nineteen minutes to get it to it, but as an athlete. Don't you guys just like knowing who's in charge? Yeah. Who's telling you? Yeah. One voice. Yeah. And it, I've heard this from so many people. It's tell me what my fucking role is. Yeah. And let me do it. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And which is why for me, I loved everything about playing in TJ, fans, teammates, everything. But when it comes to people giving you their face, about certain things that go on. This we're talking about the Mexican Mexico. League. Nobody, everyone kind of hides in that. I didn't like that. That's why I was like, you know what? I'm out. I, I don't. This is not me. You know, I here in the states they do it this way. You know, if you need to talk to somebody, somebody's going to talk to you. You know, and, and, Mexico and you don't like it. people hiding behind or trying to avoid you and stuff like that. No, be but, a man. But Max there's like man. there's stuff like that in the in the big league clubhouses too, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you hear a lot of stories, but. That's where I had one of my issues. I mean, in the big leagues, I always, if I needed to talk to somebody, somebody was going to give me their face. You know, nobody was going to be hiding or, or anything like that. And uh, Because when guys get platooned or, or like with the Dodgers, there's a situation where they have like a different lineup every single day and guys get frustrated because the game has evolved. It's like, hey, you can't hit lefties. Well, let me try to prove it. Well, we've given you enough chance. You can't do it. So guys want to know what their role is. It's always... Just be a man about things. And I yeah, think that's, that's the it. problem. Like, it goes back. Uh, so I'm coaching my son's Park League baseball team, right? And, and when I mean Park League, I mean super rec. Maybe one kid out of this will play in high school. And um, we're having fun with it. It's just rec league. And I told this to the kids the other day. I was like, hey, look, I'm not one to brag, but I know what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> I was a average high school baseball player, but I coached JV baseball for a few years, and I was around smart people. I thought that I was that's what I was going to do. I thought I was going to be a coach and a history teacher and be cool. And our practices were like ground ball. Here's all we did for two weeks. Infield, outfield, and that's it. And there's these couple of kids who are just all show, right? And I'm like, damn, like, you do know you're playing at the park. If you were any good, you would be playing somewhere else. You'd be like some ready kind of thing. And I went back to what somebody told me. I bet the kids don't change. It's the, you as an adult, you mature. Because yeah. if I was 25, I would have been all over these kids. Like, ah, now I'm like 40. I'm like, hey, you know what? You're at the park. We're playing. You show up to practice, cool. You know, whatever, cool. You're going to get, get what you invest into it. it, it it's funny you're saying that because um, we're, we're already talking about um, 
when Sebastian's going to start playing. And uh, it's getting to that age. How old is he? Uh, he's going to turn four in September. Uh-huh. And I want him to start kind of playing baseball and whatever, you know, soccer or basketball, whatever. All of them. Uh, play them all. Though, even though the other day he's like, Daddy, I don't want to play basketball. I was like, why? He's like, because they, they take the ball away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's the name of the fucking game, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so I think he's going to struggle with uh, if he doesn't have possession in basketball or soccer. So Sebastian needs individual sports. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I was, I've been telling Carl, you know, I want to go back and coach with my dad. My dad coached me growing up, uh-huh. but I want to take Sebastian back to the inner city. Hey, you got to. You have to, hey. right? You, this soft, like, Rancho Santa Margarita area you're living in, yeah. you, can, you cannot <laughs> let him. You got you to know what like, I mean. You got to give I, I heard this from somebody uh, that, uh, I forget who it was, but somebody told me that when they were growing up, these kids were growing up, they grew up here in the South Bay, and instead of playing sports in the South Bay, their parents would take them. To the inner city, to the oh, we're getting Compton that. and stuff like that area. We're getting you know? them the basketball, and and I was like, what a great idea! I was like, I want to take Sebastian back to where I started playing, so that yeah. he realizes like, oh, like oh, there's no daddy. grass on the field here, yeah, or stuff like that. Even though everything's re- been redone by the Los Angeles Dodgers now, yeah, but it doesn't compare to the fields you got right here in, in Del Mar. <laughs> But you know what I mean? So, and, and I think it would be cool for me and my dad just to have a, a team of little guys just running around not knowing you're, what the hell gonna, they're doing. We're going to have some, we got to get drunk and have this conversation. Uh, but you're going to start seeing it and like it's, it, things have changed. Yeah. Things have changed. I know. And we're not sounding like old men here, but it just different. Like if you were in high school, Rick, right now, you would not go to, probably not. You would, you would have been shipped out somewhere else. There, was some, there would have been some I private school that would looking, have paid for you. Looking back at it now, I am thankful I got to play in the big leagues during the time that I got to play in the big leagues because who knows if I would have been, been able to make the big leagues the way it is now. You know, it's, you, uh, you, you see power arms, 97, 98, oh, 99, 100. And it's just a little bit different. And uh, But like I said, I want Sebastian to enjoy it, man. And, and more than anything, just... <laughs> enjoy being with daddy and being with grandpa and 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 i know my dad wants to do it oh yeah and uh well your dad still plays yeah so i think it'll just be fun it's for fun. all of us i uh so my son is in eighth grade he's 14 and he plays on a club basketball team so for the last three years it's been basketball 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 when he was about 11 he, he played he's a decent baseball player he's a lefty uh him and ricky get along well and he said one year like Hey, I don't want to play baseball. I want to just focus on basketball. And I was like, "Damn it!" Like I wanted. I was like, "Okay, you know what? Competitively, play the basketball, and then you just play all the other sports of your school. As long as you play other sports of your school, I'm fine with it. And also, it's expensive to play club baseball and travel baseball. Like, you know, I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm like, you know, whatever it is you want to do, like that's your main focus. So this year, like, look, it's your last one before you go to high school. You're not going to play baseball in high school. You're not taking it serious. Uh, let's just play at the park and have fun. And I'm like, look, let's just go. Have-. So he's left-handed yesterday. He's like, can I catch? Like, yeah. I saw that. Like, a lefty catch. You know what I did? for Because the kids are like having fun with it. And I think because I'm older and I let it go. I was like, hey, why don't you guys coach yourselves today? I'll figure out who the pitcher is. The rest of that, you guys coach yourself. So they're like, okay, what position do I play? I was like, you guys figure it out. Just go. Just go. And like the kids had so much fun with it. And I think we forget how it's sports are supposed to be fun. Yeah. Like it. 
And we all get caught up in it because, like, I know what I got with my kid. He's good. He didn't listen to the podcast. What's up, tell? You're a basketball player. You're a grinder. You know what's up. But people are like, oh, he's so tall. Like, he's 5'8", which is tall for a 14-year-old. But then we go play in these basketball tournaments, 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Like, like, he's the smallest one on the basketball court. I'm like, that's what you chose? Damn it. Should play some golf. Uh, but it's part of it. So you're going to have a lot of fun when it comes to it. You're going to enjoy coaching your kid. Are you going to coach your kid? Am I going to coach my kid? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I want to, man. Okay. Are you ready to coach other kids? <laughs> I think I'll make it known. You know, I'll be, the, I'll be the type of coach that I might get everyone together and be like, listen, this is what we're here for. And I'll say what I did and what I was able to accomplish in my career. And I think usually no parent's going to step like, Hey, you don't know anything. Well, what, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah, they will. What do you mean? They will. Well, then I'll they cross will. that line whenever. No, here's what's going to happen. Cool, but his trainer, his <laughs> pitching coach, his kidding coach got him locked in on this. So I'd, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't give him any tips. It might have worked for you, but my guy who played half of a season in independent ball in the Can-Am League, who I paid 300 bucks a month for, told him this because we got this new yeah i i get, get ready for that <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be ready for get, it I, here's what i would say don't coach him in t-ball really don't t-ball is terrible because you have to coach 11 other kids who are just looking at the grass and up in there be the assistant coach let somebody else yeah you're right let somebody yeah. else be the main main coach I'll let them organize the snacks. The only let thing that I don't want is Sebastian's not used to hitting from a tee. No, no, no. Eventually they'll pitch to him. No, I know. The first I, year you go tee. No, well, I don't want him to do that. No, no. You, he hates it. You'll, you'll he, get it. He wants yeah. to just drop bombs. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's good. He's <laughs> he was doing the Adrian Beltre yeah. dropping on one knee. So for tee ball, just be the assistant and help out. That way when Sebastian's at the field just running around you can help him out when yeah. you're the head coach you got to worry about practices you got to worry about snack schedule you got to worry about all the other stuff you got to worry about people complaining what the batting order is in t-ball it's gonna happen rick it's really gonna happen <laughs> and so you can do that so just be the assistant for t-ball and then once he starts getting into the competitive side that's when you take over yeah that's no, when, it makes sense. when they keep score that's when sense. you start taking over but t-ball man it, remember it's t-ball's co-ed yeah so it's more about like you're hanging out with your friends uh you're all in the ball and then you it it, it it's just it's way, daycare yes <laughs> I, and i kid you not and t-ball's also is parents gonna drop them off oh they're gonna practice for an hour i can go to yoga Hey, I'll be right back. And they time it out. Oh, I can go to Whole Foods. I tell you, man, this is how it is in your Malibu world, all right? Uh, so that's what's going on. But you what, mentioned three different houses, dude, in well, the past 20 minutes. Well, these are the ones that you have just for the summer. <laughs> like, we got to figure it out. So that's what's going on. All right. So hey, a little bit switching the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the subject a little bit. I was I got to go to Saskatchewan, uh, Regina. Oh, yeah, yeah. A yeah. couple of weeks ago. The college team, right? Well, we went. No. Yeah, it's a. Well, we. We flew into, I flew into Saskatchewan uh, via Vancouver, and then we spent the night in Regina, and and then the next morning, on Saturday morning, on a Saturday morning, we drove about two and a half hours to this little town called Swift Current, and I'll tell you what, bro, you walk, you drive down that, that highway to Swift Current, and there's absolutely nothing you see hitchhikers, dude. I've never seen like real hitchhikers just walking down this like 
never-ending highway. And I'm like, who the hell picks these guys up? Nobody could answer that question for me there. I was like, what happens if they don't get picked up? What happens if this? I had so many questions. You see dudes on like bikes just riding with their little like, there's there's a little like, there's a lot of people here. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, 228,000 people. It's a big city. Well, Regina is, but Swift Current? Oh, wait. Oh, Swift Current? Yeah. So, but I'll tell you what, we, we got there and we got treated first class. The people there were tremendous. And it's, there's a funny story behind it. And I told you about it. We were, uh, before we, JP and I, JP Aaron Sibia did the event with me before we hit the stage for a Q and a from, um, from the hosts and from the, from the Whoa, fans. 16,000 people live there, dude. It's tiny little town, but Hey, they love their sports. They know every, the Saskatchewan rough riders oh. is what they live and die for. Canadian football. Yeah. CFL. But anyway, so we're roaming around looking at the auction items, walking, and this guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, I love Beto's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, You lie. You lie. I'm not lying. And I'm like, who? He's like, Beto's podcast with you. And I'm like, oh, you mean our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> he's like i love it man and I, he still kind of did, did it like what's his name see oh man I oh see it. you see they compliment me you you forget their name <laughs> oh they compliment ricky oh yeah hey shout out to jim and john uh, everybody hey, else but it was freaking hilarious <laughs> i was like wow we we have people in swift current Saskatchewan listening to our podcast. Shout, so shout out to out my to number them. one fan. Ricky uh, hates on you because you didn't recognize him. Uh, <laughs> Swift Current, home of the Swift Current Broncos, a team in the Western Hockey League. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing. They 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 live and die for the little for the little hockey team that's there. Um, the Swift Current Fifty Sevens. They, I mean, they knew a lot about JP and I. So I mean, it's it's crazy, man. It's a that's little cool. cowboy town. They know a lot about me. Yeah, they, and they know, know a lot, lot about, about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm big in Saskatchewan. I'll put that on my Twitter bio. I'm big in <laughs> Saskatchewan. Uh, so right, hey, shout out to everybody in Swift Current, Saskatchewan. Uh, I do have to get to Canada soon, but right now let's go. Uh, we I put it out there on my Instagram if you guys had any kind of questions because we're getting great feedback. But right now. Uh, I'm going to read one of the review. Rate, review, share, 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 like. Uh, how about this one? It starts with great podcast. It comes in. Uh, this one came in last week. My family and I got to meet Ricky back in 2007 in New Hampshire. Had him over for Easter dinner one season. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. okay. For our first round pick, he was humble and down to earth, always accommodating with signing autographs or taking photos. We follow his career along with other former Fisher Cat players have been guests. You guys got a home run with the podcast. The stories of these players are remarkable and inspiring. It shows that there's a lot of hard work and determination to make it to where they are. Keep up the great work. I look forward to every release. Craig in New Hampshire. I know Craig. Shout out to him, man. Yeah, he used to have, have us over for uh, for dinners every once in a while. He had a little sick man cave where he had a bunch because... They're huge Fisher Cat fans, but I think more than anything, they're huge baseball fans. And he had a little man cave where he had a bunch of stuff signed by like different players. And it wasn't like always big name players, but it was just their favorite players, you know, from other teams, from the Fisher Cats and stuff like that. And uh, it was Team pretty, Levine. Is yeah, his- it was pretty impressive what they were, what he was able to uh, have, you know, and and get as a as a fan and and stuff like that. And I think I I, I want to say I maybe. Gave him a glove one year and said, "Here, put this up on your on your." I uh-huh. guess we have to do a podcast from Team Levine's uh, man cave <laughs> in New Hampshire. Uh, appreciate it always. Uh, great pod. This yeah, one comes from somebody review. else. 
Love hearing the stories, the grind, all the guests you guys have had. Ricky Rowe and Bethel, keep doing your thing. That's from ORRJS12. Uh, Marcus, who claims to be friends with Alex Sanabia, our friend down in Aguascalientes. Uh, Marcus, uh, we don't know if you exist. Sanabia says you do, but we don't. Uh, so I'm thinking Sanabia is leaving reviews using the name Marcus to do that because I don't think Marcus... Uh, you know what I think would happen? I think Sanabia probably figured out how to use iTunes eventually, Man. but typed in Marcus on accident as an alias. He's still looking for the podcast app. <laughs> he still is. Yeah. He's at the Oxo asking for it. So uh, shout out to Gino Torres, the athletic director at Sure High in Montebello. And he, uh, real good dude, listens to the podcast all the time. He's been spreading the word on Montebello. Gino Torres does a great job at with the Spartans, um, not too far from where, where he grew up. And he actually texted me this one. And Ricky, so for people who don't know, your story is you went to Garfield High mm -hmm. in East L.A. And mm -hmm. then your senior year, mm -hmm. you transferred mm -hmm. to Roosevelt, which mm -hmm. is the rival school. Yep. Why? How I much money did you get paid? Nothing. <laughs> Damn it. Zero. Did you get lunch tickets? I No, I did. Remember, you know, everybody had like lunch tickets. Did you get extra chalupas? Coffee <laughs> extra, cake? Uh, extra coffee cake. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Because Los Angeles Unified School District, they're extra coffee burritos, cake. too. Oh, oh hey, those burritos were good. Oh, man, they're bomb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, why'd you transfer? I transferred because um, I felt like uh, at the time they used to have, I don't know if they still do or not, um, they had open enrollment. And yeah, a, few, a few guys had transferred to that. It was starting to become known as a, as a good baseball program. Uh -huh. And in the past few years bef prior to me getting there there was there's a few guys that had transferred and i said you know what um i want to make this baseball thing work and maybe this is my best chance to kind of maybe get seen maybe somebody because you weren't being me. recruited none no, of that stuff no, 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 no. okay no not even freshman sophomore junior year none of that no hell no and so i made the move to do that and um, um we had a good team we had a great team and we ended up losing in the first round though but it was a really fun year because our team was so dominant and um it got me a little bit more exposure and that was it you know i wasn't looking at the whole like oh i'm backstabbing garfield high school i still have a lot of love for yeah for, for that high school because i spent three years of my of my life there and met a lot of good good people there so it was nothing against that nothing against the people there it was just to, to kind of help me um you do you man yeah kinda uh for people who don't know uh in los angeles in that neighborhood east l.a garfield and roosevelt is a huge rivalry like literally split down the street yeah you, down like, in indiana yeah down in indiana there's like siblings who go to the rival schools yeah. cousins and you got to pick a side mm -hmm. at one point it was the biggest football game on uh, west it's, of the it's Mississippi. Not, it's not anymore? Not as big as... Yeah. They used to play it at the Coliseum. Yeah, they did. It was huge. And it, it's still a big event in East LA. They played at East LA College. I actually worked there a couple years ago. Uh, it's a great community event. 10,000 people come out to the game. It, it was fun. It I, mean, I, I, I got to go to a few now football that, games. I think one year I, I actually got to... Flip the walk, coin? Yeah, or not flip the coin, but walk on the field with the, with the uh, players. Oh, that's cool. And it was... <laughs> it's a big deal. It was Roosevelt who invited it. me, so I kind of... You know how you kind of hold hands. Yeah. I held like I was walking in with the Roosevelt crew. But like I said, I well, mean, that's you graduate. When, when it comes to, I want to see kids from both sides make it yep. and whatever they do, you know, and be successful. It's a so. big rivalry. Oscar DeLoya, the Golden Boy himself, the fighter, went to Garfield, and I think you told him like I went to Roosevelt. And you're like, ah, eh, cool. Yeah. 
Razo's big Javier Razo, Mr. Garfield, yeah, Mr. Man. Garfield. So people, you got to pick your side. So yeah, uh, it, it's huge. Well, I mean, and I got, I got this. The first this, this comes in from Armando Monetas. I think you already know what's going on. Armando, big supporter, love the fact that you're going to make us mugs and T-shirts with the Let's Go Ricky Roll logo. Uh, did you lose any friends? Um, I don't think so. No, but I did get beaned on my first. Uh, yeah. First at bat against him, yeah, I got smoked in the in the elbow, but I was wearing a elbow guard because you knew I was. I, no, I was right handed. Um, I I swung right handed, so first at bat, pitch up and in and hit 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 off the pad. So. Did you hit somebody back? No, no, I just said, you know what, I just went. You and just threw wore it. And I left. just went and threw a no hitter against him. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> And we mercyed them, so that made it even better. Uh, how come I have a feeling you might have looked at the dugout a couple times? Probably did. <laughs> but you know what? Like I said, I never, I didn't have, like, it I, wasn't th- I think Mal- a lot of guys from some, the guys that knew baseball and understood, they, it was a better baseball under- they, they understood why I did it. It was you a know? better and program. like, hey, you have a future in this. Why not just go and try it? And sure, it worked out, man. I, I was, was featured in an article Go to Cal State Fullerton. The rest is history. You know? Exactly. And, and, but a lot of times, the coach at Garfield was always like, "Well, he could have done that here too." Eh. You know, you never know. I mean, maybe yes, maybe mm-hmm. no. We'll never know. Hey, you do what's best for you. This one comes from Carmen Alvarez. Thank you, Carmen, for listening. Uh, the best moment or the moment your mom said you made it. When your mom said you made it, like when you when you just knew. Man. Well, it was when I was walking out of a... <laughs> oh, she said you were going to be a millionaire? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's when it kind of just hits you, you know? Yeah, I mean... Your mom's awesome. <laughs> but you know what? Honestly, looking back at it, though, that we were in such a high when I was at Cal State Fullerton that year that we won the national championship and my junior year because they were getting interviewed during the World Series left and right. I think at one point when I was pitching in, in the national championship game, there's... A video of them getting interviewed and my mom was so nervous she couldn't talk she's like hi i'm sorry i'm so nervous i don't know what to say and you know and i think to them that was i think when i got to play in the college world series is when it was like wow oh, okay my son you have made it you know you you this is crazy because you you're pitching in front of a packed stadium in college you know and you haven't reached the big leagues yet you know which was that was the ultimate dream but I think it was when we were going through all that, and we still talk about it now. She's always like, "Man, it was, it happened so fast." But I'm glad it happened. That's you know? cool. And I think that's that's where you feel really, really proud of. Uh, this one comes from Reckless Ruben. He's an interesting follower. Um, he always wants to know like the dirty stuff. We're gonna clean it up for you, Ruben. Here's a good question. Uh, there's a lot of women who throw themselves at guys who are gonna go pro in their sports. Uh, he uh, he follows up with other stuff, but I'm gonna delete that part. Yeah. Uh, advice that you would give to a kid about women who all of a sudden show up once they realize oh my god this guy's he signed for 1.2 million the thing is it doesn't happen like that oh it doesn't no only the grounds crew and the and the broadcasters get that yeah okay only guys like you yeah 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 those kind of guys everybody thinks we got all the money it really doesn't happen like that i was always pretty low-key you know and 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 humbled about it and never really you know i never went out thinking i was a shit never went out thinking like i have x amount of dollars i said to myself you know for me a 
a good night was spending it with my family. You know, before I had my own family, it was spending it with my dad and my mom and my brothers and sisters. And shoot, man, I mean, honestly, like when I first signed, we were still living in East L.A. When I first got to the big leagues, we were still living in East L.A. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't till I signed my big contract. That's when I bought my mom a house. You so know, where would you live in the off season? I'd go back home sometimes. Honestly, in that room you grew up in. Yeah, you know why? You know why I did it? One, I'm super, super close to my family. Yeah. And two, I was like, I'm coming home in October. All I'm going to do is work out October, November, December, January, I'm gone. So why am I going to go spend stupid money on a apartment that I'm not even going to be at because I'm going to be working out? So I'd be gone all day, come back, eat dinner, go to sleep, wake up, do it again. So I, I I wasn't worried about being private or anything like that. I just wanted to be close to my family because I hardly saw them when I was in Toronto. But then when I signed the big contract, obviously, I was able to, fortunate enough to buy them a nice house in... in uh, and you still live there. In City Down. <laughs> I don't live there anymore. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, it was just, to me, it was like, I was looking at it as like, it's a waste of money for me to just be paying, you know, a lot of these places, are, you have to... It's a six-month lease or a, or a year lease and stuff like that. So I Castano Lovenzo, wasting money. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Oh, you didn't get the Hollywood Hills home or nah, anything like that. Nah, nah, Let me rent it for three months. Nah, nah. <sighs> I would have. But like I said, I'd go home and I'd just be. I would be low key about everything. You know, you would still catch me at the local park. You know, running, playing long catch, and people would always come up to me like, "What are you doing here?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" Where else am I supposed to yeah, go? Yeah, like uh, it, see, that's it, funny though because people there's like, baseball field, there's grass, there's it's it's a uh, oh they they forget where they come from and you stay there. Well, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, that's what's wrong with these Mexicans. They, <laughs> they contradict themselves all the damn time. Yeah. But, uh, what do you what do you got coming up? Where are you at? you going to? Ca- I'll go. Canada? I'll be going to Toronto in in uh, uh, the first week Day? of June. Oh, okay, to play in Robbie Alomar's golf tournament. That should be really fun. Um, Wait, so and, you're gone the first week of June? First week of June, and then the following week, I have my first TV gig, man. So we got to get to What day is that? Uh, the 15th, I want to say, of June. June? Yeah. Damn. Uh, me and my boy, uh, Rob Faye, he's been telling me, he's like, hey, you and Beto need to come up here, man. I wanna, Rob Faye? I, he's like, yeah. He's like, I want to share some stories. He's like, yeah. how about you guys have me on? And uh, Yes. That would be fun. Yeah. Because he, 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 I mean, they have, they've had some... Good amount of players go through that system, you know, from Kevin Pillar, Aaron Sanchez, Marcus Stroman, tons of big leaguers. Faye's the GM? No, Rob Faye's the, the broadcaster. He's going to be, yeah, he's going to be doing the games oh, okay. with me. Well, shout yeah. out to the GM, too. He's the one who's going to get Andy. The, Andy's going to get new jobs, right, yeah, for us? Yeah, he's going to give uh, you a job, too. All right, cool. I need an agent, Andy. What's up? Maybe uh, we'll have you working at... Um, at like, AW's like, hey, for Mr. Mooney. Let's go. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I really want to go to Vancouver. But uh, I think that, that honestly, man, the, the the closer that day approaches, though, I keep thinking about it. I'm like, I start, I'm starting to get a little nervous. At first, I was like, like, ah, yeah, I got, a, I got about two months. I got about a month, and now I'm like, holy shit, you know, I got about two weeks, you know three what weeks. You're gonna do the first day, first game you do, you're not gonna look at your phone, right? And you're like, when, you, when I'm working a fight, you're texting us in our group chat. I'm, I'm answering back and forth. You're going to say this. Fuck, how does Beth do it? How do yeah. I do it? Because nah, you just Well, I, I spoke to JP a little bit about it. And he's doing it a little bit different. You know? Yeah, he's doing the pre and post. But he was like, I was like, what's been your toughest adjustment? He's like, dude, having somebody be talking in your ear the oh. whole time. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I was like, that's, you know, obviously you guys, yeah. you've done it for a while, but you guys play it off great. Oh, But he's goodness. like, Rick. 
I'm like trying to get my thought out and somebody's yelling at me in wrap my it ear up, and I'm like, wrap it up, uh, wrap, you know, rap, cut, rap, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. But it won't be as bad. See, JP's different because he's doing a major league yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of different things with commercial stuff. You'll yeah. be, you're, you're actually doing the in-game stuff. You're going to have a lot of fun with it uh, and we'll send out the details of it where people can watch the stream. Uh, I'm pretty sure they stream it. Um, and uh, actually, oh, I got one. Coming up, uh, the next episode that we have uh, my buddy Gary Patchett, who's a scout for the Mariners, yeah, yeah. an area scout in Southern California, who's actually, uh, once the draft is over, he's going to come on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Gary, you think you don't talk? Gary talks less. Uh, but this dude played in the College World Series San Jose State, was a JC guy, grinder, uh, went to junior high together, and he said he's been listening to the podcast, he said he's been going to different areas, and he's been talking to people, and they know that he, he, he knows me. Hey, I've been listening to the podcast. Really? And what it is, a lot of these scouts are so stuck in their own ways that when they're driving all over the place. Makes sense. And they're now starting to listen to podcasts. Makes sense. And they listen to other ones. They told us, how about we get some scouts on the podcast Perfect. all day long. I so, love it. Just so, because the, the, the world of scouts is dying. Yeah, and that, and, and, and I, here's what I'm saying. For those of you that are scouts that are thinking of that you want to do it, but you can't because you're going to get in trouble with the organization, I guarantee you, you come on. We will not talk about your organization no, no, or your no, actual no, no. job. We want to talk about your career and your grind because yeah. most of them were former players. Yeah, uh, Carlos so Muniz. Muniz can't one. do it. Oh, okay. Because uh, his uncle owns La Venadita Carniceria and Carson, uh, and until I get sponsored by them, Muniz is not allowed <laughs> on. All right, Muni. Who <laughs> Muni works with the Cleveland Indians, play for the Mets for a little bit. So Muni, until your Theo gives me the secret recipe, we're, we're, forget it. Hey, no, uh, no, and no a pasta little bit nada. Of you and um. I think that would be a great idea. Yeah. So Gary said this one. He likes how we ask the guys different questions. What about this, though? Your first interactions with scouts. Scouts, yeah. You as a player, because I, he said, see, I don't know this world, but scouts usually kind of blow you up a little bit, or they blow some smoke, or they come to the in-home meetings. 100%. And I'm not knocking on area scouts, but some of them, some of them think they're big shit. And I didn't know that, you know, the first time I got a scout to look at me, I was like, whoa, yeah. this is the greatest thing ever. Like, I have a chance. But then the more you learn, an area scout is just the beginner. When you get the big honchos kind of coming in and yeah. looking at you, that's when you, the cross checkers and this and that, you know, there's just a ladder to everything. Yeah. But Gary was telling me, so that's a question we should start asking guys. Yeah. But, you, and he, no knock on area no, scouts. No, no, no. Just no. some of them were like, like, Nah, man, you're never gonna make it, and you're like, Fuck yeah, you. I, I, he was telling me. I guess there's like uh, home meetings that you have, and yeah, you're gonna be the first rounders yeah. and all that. And other then stuff. there was they used to give letters, and you used to do letters, and then I, I remember I did a few tests for like the Cubs. I want to say letters. Um, what like you had to fill out like, questionnaires? How much? Yeah, like questionnaire, like your height, your birthday, just dumb stuff like yeah. that. And then he, like he told me that uh, you were gonna roll your eyes at some of the stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like I I. I I wonder if he still has some of those questionnaires and we can read out some of those questions that oh, they put up in those que- questionnaires. Cause it, dude, like it was like, how much, what round do you deserve to be drafted in? How much are you willing to sign? Why do you think you deserve that? So you're just like, well, he, uh, he, yeah, he was telling me when he was listening to Noe Ramirez episode of like, yeah. the Scott, well, I'll sign for, for the Padres. Well, because but when you get to that level, he said more of like the first introduction, he goes, like, just like you said it, the first guy, that's not who you're going to sign. No. It's other level yeah. people too. So who was your guy? Demirius Pittman. That's See, my, he that's knew, my he told me you would remember yeah. immediately. Yeah. He's the one who signed you? Yeah. Yeah. He, he went to Cal State Fullerton and 
he was on me, on me. He was with Toronto Blue Jays at the time. I, I want to say I haven't spoken. We still have a relationship. Well, let's call him. Get him on. And uh, um, that would be a good idea. Yeah. Let's go. And um, yeah, he was a big fan from day one. And even when I was when I was uh, in the All Star game, and that he's like texting me, like, "Hell yeah, man!" Obviously, it makes him look good. Yeah, yeah. You know? And obviously, when I struggle, when I was struggling, he was still texting me, like, "Hey, man, I, would, I believe I in you." I'll, I'll yada, yada. you. <laughs> forget that so we still like yeah we still shoot a text a random text every once in a while but that's a let's good let's get idea. them on yeah let's get them on so yeah so we're gonna start asking these guys hey about your interactions with your first interactions with scouts because that's everybody's attention right mm-hmm. i want to be a scout i want to get a scout 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 that's a good idea yeah so yeah. good job gary contributing to the podcast so uh we'll have him on and you're, you're actually gonna get to beat him because he's gonna be coaching short season in uh everett Okay, yeah, I think that's who they open up with. The Everett opens up with, a, they're going to play in Vancouver, so I think you're going to finally get to meet them. So. Sweet, well, I need good. some notes on his team so that yeah, I so can... so does he, because uh, he has no idea who they are. So that I can uh, <laughs> have, sound better on TV. Don't worry, Rick, you'll be all right. So, hey, thanks a lot to everybody listening. Uh, Ricky's going to be busy, I'm going to be busy, but we're going to continue to pro- uh, get some podcasts out for you guys. We're going to bank them. Uh, if you guys have any recommendations for Ricky in Vancouver, where to go, uh, let him know, because uh, he needs free golf. And by free, means free none of this like canadian exchange rate no we want free golf because we will shout out your golf range for you so this is how the podcast no, works no. free country club golf how about that well canada is a country club it is <laughs> oh and uh, and by the way um for those of you guys want to i'm going to be running the long beach marathon in october nice i'm <sighs> how many miles 26.2 uh, it'll be my, no. it'll be my fourth one um and I'm not in shape, and my neck hurts, and well, my Achilles let's go. hurts. It's time to get so, in shape. Well, dude. that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start training for it. It's a Long Beach Marathon, and if you guys are interested, let me know. Shout out! You're to gonna Long Beach hear me. You're gonna hear. I'm gonna start talking about it. You won't and see me there. Yes, you are. You will. You're gonna go, Rick. You're gonna I'll go. I'll meet you at the finish. Line. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I want. I, here, here's why. I'm trying to figure out what my race day outfit's gonna be. So I need somebody to sponsor me, not Travis Matthews, somebody else. Uh, and I'm on the, on the back of the, the my running shirt. I was going to say, let's go Ricky Roll Podcast. So we need a logo so I can throw on the shirt. Okay. If I'm running 26 miles around uh, Long Beach, I need to promote the podcast. Yeah. So I need a, idea. A, a Nike. Let's go. Step it up. Uh, New Balance. Let's go. Step it up. I'm actually going to get some New Balance stuff. But I, I need, we need a, a Feedment logo, like a good one. And I know people are working on it. A good logo so we can throw on the shirt so I can run the Long Beach Marathon. That's October 13th. All right. We're so, yeah. ready to go. All right. Okay. So good travels to you. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, baby Ithor should be, uh, he's walking by now, right? Six months old. <laughs> Let it go. So everybody appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks you guys. Go. Adios. Adios.